Are you ready? It's tough sharing the spotlight with Ethan Steve. I'm just so excited because we have nothing to talk about today, but we're going to make it a podcast anyway. All right. It's true. Welcome to The Crunch. Episode... Is today 20? I think so. Episode 20. Hooray. Hooray, Hooray for us. <laughs> um, uh, we're doing a thing. This is Ethan, a.k.a. at Bropostle. And I'm Patrick at Catholic Pat. And we are had, had some trouble figuring out what we were talking about today because it's been a long week for both of us for many different reasons. Mm-hmm. Patrick... You know, he's he's dealing with some with some with some drama in his life. You know, he's got some some things. He's got some residents in perhaps his perhaps private that things are listening to music while we're trying to record a podcast. Uh, I uh... stay up super late and do engineering on Friday night and Saturday night because, well, Twitter is my only friend, and uh, that's just how it works out, unfortunately. So, I. You know, you know, Ethan. I I think that we're in a good place right now, and you know why? Why? Because our very first episode yeah. started just like this. Really? Us saying, "All right, screw it, let's record and go and for just it." Go for it, yeah. Much like we're doing right we, now. Much <laughs> like right now, there were a lot less awkward pauses. No, though, well, that's because and a lot more technical difficulties. So you you win some, you lose that some. That's true. Usually, less we technical lose difficulties. Some. Usually you lose. Let's some. let's do crunch of the week before we hop into. That's a good it. idea. Uh, we had a good one. There were there were a couple of good ones. I, I know, yeah. Like we we are reaching. They make my a, ego a feel diversified nice. audience. Um, this one is from a lady named S W underscore pants. Um, I'm just gonna read the first paragraph because <laughs> she wrote multiple paragraphs. Keep in mind, this is this is how much people are impacted. They write stuff to us. We're out here. Five-paragraph essay format <laughs> reviews. MLA uh, style. <laughs> it's all there. 12-point um, double space times. So anyway, she says, I'm a teacher in her 30s and find the crunch to be a refreshing take on current-day Catholicism. I heard Ethan and Pat on another podcast, parentheses, quotes, the Catholic Hipster podcast, and was able to listen to four months' worth of podcasts in about two weeks' time. Their language and understanding of Catholic teaching is relatable, understandable, and holds a depth I did not initially expect. Look at nice. us defying expectations, showing people that we actually know what we're talking about. Sometimes we're out here. Anyway, also, thanks for the review. If you want to be Crunch of the Week, leave a review on iTunes. There Boom. was someone who left a crunch huh? that I liked particularly, and I know Ethan won't choose because they specifically shouted out me and not Ethan. What? Someone said, hi, Patrick. Sarah is cool, said, hi, Patrick. And it's not my Sarah, I promise. Oh. But... So I say hi to Sarah, other Sarah. Interesting. It must be weird hearing your name all the time on this podcast. Hello, other Sarah. Please call me. Anyway, <clears throat> uh, let's let's just jump into this because yeah, we're I'm, I'm we're excited. Um, the world's kind of been crazy lately. Don't know if you all have noticed that. Um, Catholics on Twitter have been frantically trying to make sense of everything. Um, yeah, myself not included because I just kind of let the world burn because <laughs> the Catholic Church will last and nothing else will. Anyway. <laughs> um, 
It's a good point. What I think is important, at least I think it's important, Patrick disagrees with me, but we'll see how it actually goes, is that Spicy um, drama. a lot of the language that's being used today is kind of this inclusive language, right? And I put that in air quotes because you, when you say the word inclusive, it means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And I just don't know if I agree with the assertion that Christians are meant to be the most inclusive group. Because if you ask anybody who's kind of a liberal, maybe they're agnostic, maybe they're a religious, whatever. But if you say that you're Christian, they'll say, oh, you are so uninclusive. Like you hate the gays and you hate the, the refugees and you, you only care about uh, kids getting born. You don't care about them after they're born and all this stuff. Like recently mm-hmm. we've had a lot of accusations thrown our way about what it means to be Christian, what it means to be Catholic, and why we're not upholding that um, because we're not being, quote-unquote, inclusive enough. And yeah. <clears throat> uh, my take on that is that Christianity uh, fundamentally is not an inclusive religion, right? Just from the very get-go, like even in the Old Testament roots, like God had a chosen people, right? And they like did stuff and everybody else was the was the bad people and they had to die for reasons that we can get into some other time. Um, and then you get into the New Testament and uh, I'm looking right now at Matthew 26 because it's the verse that came to mind. Matthew 26, 31 through the end of the chapter, essentially. And, you know, it's talking about when the Son of Man comes again in glory. Is that the eschaton? Is that the word you used? Yep. That part of Matthew is called the eschaton. The eschaton. And it's, eschaton the, means it has to do with the end of the world. Are the eschatons the ones that live up in the north and they have igloos? And, or is that, is that something no, else? No, no. Those are the chinchillas. <laughs> nope, that wasn't funny. Oh, you're ridiculous. Anyway. They look, they <laughs> so we're talking about the eschaton, right? And it's about when Christ comes and he's sitting upon his throne and on his uh, right he will place the sheep and on his left he will place the goats. And he's going to say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. It says, For I was hungry, you gave me food. I was thirsty, you gave me drink, etc. Um, and all of this stuff, right? And it implies that there's going to be a division at the end of time. Like, we know this, right? You know, there are uh, people who are going to heaven and people that will not go to heaven. Hopefully everybody goes to heaven. We can't know for sure. But um, it seems very clear in this passage that there is a separation. There is a division. And Christ never pretends to say, oh, everyone is saved. Like, you're all good. You're all Gucci. Like, he says, you know, you need to repent. You need to do what I tell you to do. Like, he turns people away, like the rich young man, all of these things. He doesn't turn them away, but he invites them to join him. And when they don't, he doesn't say, oh, wait, no, you're fine. Like, you can keep your lifestyle, you know. I was just joking. Um, <laughs> Christ Christ never pulls a fast one on you. just pulling your leg. Yeah, right. He's, he's always He always tells you what he's, what he's saying. Um, so anyway, like all of this rambling to say that, um, I think people are judging nowadays Christianity in an unfair light because they're assuming, um, that because of the popular, um, mainline Protestantism in America, people think that, uh, Christianity is this all inclusive, whatever you want goes like, you're all good. You can come and do whatever you want and it's fine. And Jesus will still love you. I mean, obviously Jesus will still love you and everything, but. Um, whether or not that's good for you long term for the state of your soul, uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know the validity. Of yeah, that. No, so, I agree. Anyway, 
So I just yeah, that's just what I, my thoughts is that like I don't think Christianity is as inclusive as everybody wants it to be, and I don't think we should pretend that it is either. Anyway, yeah, Ethan Ethan texted me this podcast topic last week, and he was like, "I think we should do a podcast on how Christianity is not inclusive." <laughs> And I'd literally been thinking about the exact opposite that entire week. Um, oh, <laughs> because Bring it on. Roast when, when you look at other world religions, exactly what you're saying, Ethan, is that like, it's a, God had a chosen people, Israel, right? Yeah. So, so did the Romans. The Romans were the chosen people of their religion. You know, religions, the religious border was the national border. Right. You know, when you left that border, it was no longer your religion. So... Christianity becomes the first religion where that is not the case. Mm-hmm. And you can say that it's the only religion that that is not the case. And there are, of course, world religions, but these world religions have you living in a way that is exclusively Arabian, a way that is exclusively Indian, you know? So these world religions, they, they, they're world religions only because a lot of people believe them, but they're not world religions in the sense that they're universal, right. like the Catholic churches. So I would say that because the Catholic Church is Catholic, universal, it is inclusive. And also because the Trinity is familial, the Catholic Church is inclusive. Now, of course, I know you wouldn't disagree with that because those things were you know, those general are, Catholic Those were facts, and I can't disagree with them. They were alternative <laughs> facts. Get your fake news out of my podcast. I, um, I'm so disappointed. Uh, <laughs> so it just, it just depends on how you're using the word inclusive, and... I think what you're what you're talking about is how our society has decided that Christianity is the general moral code, but also that the general moral code of the society can be forced on Christianity. So like yeah. because we've lived so long in a Christian society, now that we're in a post-Christian society, we're kind of reflecting the morality of that post-Christian society on the Catholic Church and we're expecting the Catholic Church to be as quote unquote tolerant in inclusive coexistent as our society wants us to be. Um, I think there are two, there are two things that you need to straight out, straighten out with this is like you said, is that not everyone is going to be included in the kingdom of God. Um, and that goes for people that aren't Christian right now. And that also goes for people that are Christian right mm-hmm. now. <laughs> you know, um, you hope that you are saved, but there is a definite possibility that you will royally screw it up and not, <laughs> And decide that you like living in sin better than you like living in the Trinity. But that's not important. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of important. So, it is important. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like it kind of took us off on a tangent. No, that's but I fine. I like what you were saying about, yeah, l- about um, all, right, all the current events that are going on right now. Because I feel like that's something that we're very yeah. distraught over. Especially like, kind of with what you said about like the society wanting to force its moral code on the church. Like for the longest time, the Catholic Church was the moral code in the land. Like... You said Christianity in general, but for in America, um, in about like, you know, in the early 20th century till about, I mean, till the sexual revolution, essentially, like the Catholic Church was kind of the, you know, beacon on a hill for what what we should believe, even though like America is not traditionally a Catholic nation, you kind of, kind of, in a way. That's what I. That's yeah. what I imagine it to be like. In the sense of the tradition of Catholicism's morality is in Protestantism. Right. America's really always been Protestant. Exactly. But, and yeah. so nowadays, kind of after, like, we're after the sexual revolution, we're in a post-Christian society, all of this stuff. Um, the Catholic Church is kind of here, but society doesn't really care anymore. Like, they used to care, right? The church used to be held mm-hmm. in very high esteem, and it was respected, you know. And then we had some scandals, 
and then we had you know some some technological developments and then we had some like this there's always something that like causes people to not respect the church a little bit more and then here we are and we have things at the women's march where people are making signs of vaginas that look like the lady of guadalupe you know <laughs> you know and, it, and it's right. just it's absolutely <laughs> totally reprehensible and it just makes yeah. you wonder like how come people think that they can just get away with this you know and mm. i don't know just like looking at the at the footage of everything that's been happening in the past couple of weeks and like thinking about the election season and all of this stuff and like knowing that as a catholic kind of i have a moral responsibility to do what's right and to be on the right side of history for all of these things it's just it's just draining honestly yeah. like i don't and i don't really have a point to make i'm just really just sad and tired of the way that things have been going you know cuz i pray all the time that like you know america will figure itself out and that you know we collectively like our generation can when we grow up and we start to when we grow up like as we get older you know and we're we're kind of more of the generation that's in charge in this country we can start to fix some of these things and i see that happening kind of when you're at the big conferences you kind of get excited you're like yeah this is great but then you come back home and you're the only one in your house that's even relatively pro life and it's just yeah. you get in arguments with your roommates and you it, it just really it's really frustrating and I think that I'm I think I hope that I'm not the only young adult Catholic in this country that feels this way um, because I think all of us need to have a certain dissatisfaction with the way things are going. We need to be frustrated. We need to be sad. We need to be angry and we need to step up and start doing something because, you know, I'm not saying that like the church isn't doing enough because the church is always doing enough, but we are the church and we can always be doing more. Yeah. I don't know. Especially lately, I've been like, what am I supposed to do? You know, when you see all this crap that's happening, it's like, what are we supposed to do? What are we supposed to believe? Yeah. In terms of like social, in terms of politics, yeah. you know? Yeah. What are we supposed to do? Because um, yeah, with politics, it's it's so stupid the way that, because the two-party system, everybody derives a two-party system, but you cannot like be fully devoted to either the Republican Party or the Democratic yeah. Party and still uphold your Catholic values. Sorry, hot take of the day, but you just can't, you know? They both want to strip away important parts of our faith. Exactly. Like the unbridled, you know, capitalism and uh, all of that on the on the Republican unbridled side. Unbridled socialism and... And then on the Democratic side, you have all of the, the social liberalism of, you know, do whatever you want to do. Like, we're not going to judge you, all this kind of thing. You can't, you can't just like... They're both bad in their own way. Yeah, yeah. I've heard someone once described that. I'm not sure if I quoted this on this podcast yet, but um, the the Republican side, you have love of God without love of neighbor. And on the Democratic side, you have love of neighbor without love of God. And it's mm -hmm. just not possible. We're supposed to balance both. Mm -hmm. And if you registered as Republican or Democrat, that's okay. But just understand that you're laying down with a brood of vipers and they don't want you to be Catholic. Yeah. Neither of them. So, I mean, we have popular... You know, Catholic politicians like Marco Rubio and Paul Ryan, but how much of that is a farce? You know, I'm not. I'm yeah. not trying to say that they're like sinners and they're not actually Catholic because I'm sure they are. But in a world that we live in today, where you can't really trust kind of the image that politicians put out, 
just because they're doing it to get the most votes possible. And they might be targeting your demographic and you might just be a figure to them. Um, Again, I'm not saying that this is what's in their hearts. I'm just speaking generally. It's, it's hard to think that there's really any type of good Catholic presence in Washington. Um, and I get frustrated kind of, I'm not saying that the church should, you know, excommunicate people or, you know, yell at people or any of this stuff. But sometimes I wish that there was a stronger response from the clergy and maybe that's not their place. And maybe that's the place of the people to say, Hey, we're not going to stand for this. And I think both to an extent are true, but it's hard when you're, you know, 20 years old, it's difficult to get, you know, a 50 year old politician to listen to what you have to say without just smiling and nodding, shaking your hand and walking away. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. It's true. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of like what you're saying. It's it's how much how much would a bishop how much would a bishop's word even do? You know, it's like even a cardinal's be, word. You know, how much the, would a cardinal's word? There's even a do? there's you know, a cardinal much... that I know of. Um, you probably know the one I'm thinking of. Don't want to name names, but yes, Jesus sat down and dined with tax collectors and sinners. You know, that's that's good. And that's a good thing, and that's important to kind of break bread with people and show them that they're loved and all of this stuff. But at the same time. Why are you allowing pro-choice politicians to receive communion? You know, I, I get yeah. that there's politics involved and I get that you have to, you know, it might alienate more people from the church. But where where is where are you going to draw the line? You know, yeah, I'm not trying to roast a church. I'm not trying to roast any particular like clergyman. Right. <laughs> I think the church is great. And I think, you know, I love the church, obviously. But sometimes I just get frustrated with all of the crap that is going on. And I just see you know, lackluster response from pretty much everyone except Archbishop Shapu and Cardinal Burke. And those are the only two guys in America that will, you know, stand up and say something on a national scale. And yeah. maybe it's because I'm not looking in the right places. Maybe it's because just the other people aren't published, publicized enough because of the media, which is fair. It was all fine, but it's disheartening. That's for sure. Do you understand There's what so I'm saying? Do I sound say- like a curmudgeon? No, you don't sound like a curmudgeon. Do I sound like a rat um, trad? I mean, to me at least. Be... <laughs> I don't know. There, there, there's, there, there's so much pressure to kind of accept crap, you know? We're getting so much crap pushed on us all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, come on, just like give, give, a, give a little bit of leeway. And I, I think I talked about this before. And I think I've talked about this twice, actually. We're, we're always pressured to bend a little mm-hmm. bit, you know? But it's like we're inclusive because we'll take the prodigal, you know? We'll take the person who realized he's been living with pigs his entire life. We'll take that person. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he'll take a shower first. You know, we'll, we'll get him cleaned up. <laughs> that's what that's what dad does. Your your dad is inclusive if he allows you to, you know, stay in his house even if you've, you know, sworn against him, you know? Mm-hmm. Your dad is inclusive if he'll, if he'll forgive you, right? But his your dad isn't a dad if he lets crap in your house. You know, your dad isn't a dad if he lets people break in and steal stuff. Your dad is a dad if he shoots those people in the face. <laughs> the people that want to steal stuff from us, the people that want to steal our faith from us, those, you know, we, we need to make sure that they are shut down so that they can't. 
and we pray for their conversion. And that's the most important part is that we pray for their conversion because I, I hear so many Catholics, especially on Twitter, <laughs> talk about exactly what you're saying, Ethan, perhaps word it a little worse, but you, <laughs> you, you word it better is what I'm saying. So many Catholics on Twitter are talking crap about how like, oh, we need to, we need to punish these heathens and these heretics and then that's it. Like we just need to do that. But there's also the second part where we need to like pray for them. You know, we need to pray for those who persecute us, you mm-hmm, know, and so, mm-hmm. so for, for those who are trying to be very inclusive and accept those, then my message for you is don't let crap in your house. And for those who are so not inclusive that they're trying to keep people out of the house, my message for you is try to let some people in. <laughs> Try to be a little more inclusive. Yeah. Both and. Yeah, right? I think inclusive, another word is also used as tolerance. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think it's a Fulton Sheen quote, or maybe not. I don't know. But people are uh, much too tolerant of evil, you know, and I think that's a problem. Like people are tolerant, but I don't think being tolerant of something that's bad is good. I think a lot of people would agree with that, you know, like I shouldn't have to tolerate crap in my, like, that's exactly right. Like my dad will not tolerate crap in his house. This is, this is true in, in the Stevie household. My father will not tolerate. He just won't do it. And it sets up an expectation and, you know, 99% of the time my brothers and I follow it. And the 1% of the time that we don't, we know that we have not followed the expectation and I feel like in America, people don't know when they aren't following the expectation. Catholics don't know that they aren't following the expectation that they are not supposed to tolerate evil. We're not supposed to tolerate contraception. We're not supposed to tolerate abortion. We're not supposed to tolerate um, treating immigrants in a way that they are subhuman. You know, mm-hmm. put your politics aside for a second and just understand what it means to be a Catholic Christian in America. Really reflect on it. Read the Gospels. If you read the Gospels, there is like a, it's unquestionable of what we are meant to do and how we are meant to act. And none of it involves being angry and bitter and, you know, shouting at people and, you know, telling people that they're going to hell or this, that, and the other thing. That's not not what I'm advocating when I say that the church is, you know, uninclusive or whatever. Hmm. But what more of I think now that I'm refining it, I say that the church is just not tolerant of evil is really what it is, you know, and people who act evil, people who are being evil. I don't think there are any people who are evil. I mean, there's, I'm sure that there are, but there are a lot of people that act evil or do evil things and we need to not be tolerant of their actions, but love them as people. And that's kind of the whole key is that instead Instead of that, we are not being tolerant of them as people and therefore cannot love them. And so there's this wall. And so I think that's the struggle for the church right now, especially in just this tumultuous political climate that we live in. And like all of the – even politics aside, just all of the crap that goes on like with social media and technology and entertainment and academia and all of this stuff is just – Boom, 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 boom. And it's hard. You know, I'm a pretty strong Catholic. At least I like to think that I am. And it's just hard. I can't, I mean, I can't imagine what it's like for someone who's not as strong as a, of a Catholic, and it's got to be even worse. 
and they maybe they don't even realize that it's worse and it just it just happens and they don't even know I don't know. This is a really depressing episode. Man, we were gonna. We said we were gonna be funny this. I week. know. <laughs> then you got me riled up about. I I think society. it's good, and here's why: because we're not the only people that feel this way. Yeah. I mean, there are a ton of young Catholics that listen to us, right? And they're confused too because most of them registered to vote in their first presidential election this this time around, mm-hmm. and. So far, it's been quite the roller coaster of just uncertainty and just terribleness. And, like, is it morally wrong to vote for this person or this person? Is it morally acceptable to vote third party? Is it blah, 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 blah? And, you know, we shout opinions on Twitter and we shout opinions on Facebook and at each other in the classrooms. And a lot of the times, because Catholics are more more morally conservative and they vote more conservative, we get ostracized at our colleges. Um yeah. I don't know. So it's good that people are hearing this. Yeah, I would hope so. DM us. Yeah, DM us. There's no... I don't want to say there's no room for error because there's always confession, but we really... It's more important now than ever in as unforgiving of a society that we have. What's funny is that, you know, society will tell you, you can do whatever you want, it's totally fine, but at the same time, it's also completely and totally ruthless. Yeah. Um, this person did this. How can they ever be in office or, you know? Right. Because of that, it is so important that we know our faith, that we understand why we believe what we believe, and we actually live by it, and we go to church. You know, that's one of the most important things you can do if you're saying like i don't know what to do about this trump presidency or i don't know what to do about this women's march or i don't know what to do about this that or the other thing go to mass that's what you can do receive the sacraments go and proclaim the gospel by your life those are the things you can do and that'll make everything because okay. those are how saints get made exactly you know like say only saints can change the world it's really it's really true only saints can change the world there are to- there are tons of people who've conquered the world but they didn't really do anything about it, you know? Like, Napoleon conquered the world, whatever. He didn't really do much. Hitler did terrible things, you know? But only saints can really change the world mm-hmm. for the better. And I don't want this to be some kind of, like, last day of the youth conference <laughs> rally speech. <laughs> I believe this generation is a generation that will generate more generations that, uh, whatever. Each each generation no, is converted like, by the saint that contradicts it the most. Yeah, exactly. And it and it's going to be a... It's gonna be, a tough battle and it's going to be a slow battle and you're not really going to see yourself making much progress and it's going to be every day waking up and you're going to pray and it's going to feel like you're, you know, not really doing much, but in reality you're doing the most important thing you possibly could be doing and you need to constantly understand that. Um, and so, and like, like Ethan said, the only thing you can do if you're feeling confused, go to mass, pray, receive the sacraments, be with Jesus. He's a good guy. I can vouch for him. I don't have anything else to say. Man. Hey, you called it 27 minutes. What? You called it like if, it, I did, if we're at yeah. 25 minutes, we have nothing else to say? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I really talked myself out. I just I just unloaded onto our listeners. Like everything that I've been <laughs> thinking over the past like three or four weeks that I've had no one to talk to about, I just... Yeah, all in the back of my head too because I've been worried about so many other things. Yeah, right. 
it just all comes out because we get so distracted with like school and women and mostly and women. women. <laughs> but yeah, hey, I have a funny story. If we're if we're all if we're all done, last yeah, we're all done. We're all done being story. depressing. Please tell something uh, cool. Good. So I went a solid two hours today, not realizing that my fly was down. <laughs> Like I left my dorm, went <laughs> to, you, mass, you go to mass, drove to mass, fly down? <laughs> <laughs> went to breakfast, hung out with people, got back to my dorm, and like then I went to go to the bathroom, and I realized that half of my job had already been done for me, and I was like, um, interesting. This is an interesting phenomena, and thank God for long sweaters that cover everything <laughs> because that's what got me through. <laughs> Excuse me. Man, I've, I've, I've had to pull up my fly sometimes, like, accidentally, like, oh, no, my fly is down in the hallway. I'm just going to duck into the bathroom and pull it up real quick. But I've never had to pull my fly up in mass. That would have been an interesting experience. I've done that before. Experience. Really? I have a funny story. Last night when I went to Ooh. the engineering building to work on my project that I was telling you about. <laughs> Heartbreak. Yeah, right. I got out of the car. Triggered. And um, my friend was walking by with his girlfriend and, like, his sister and one of his girlfriend's friends, I think. And I happened to get out of the car right as they were walking by and he goes, Oh look, there's, you know, there's your Ethan. And she goes, Oh my gosh, is that bro possible? <laughs> I was like, yeah, You're what's like, up? Yep, one in the flood, uh, one in the same. I was in sweats. I had my hoodie up. I, I looked like I was about to mug someone. I was like, yeah, I'm bro possible. No pictures, please. Do you need something? I'm going to go solder for three hours. Please feel free to join. <laughs> Oh, oh, the price of fame. I know I've been I've been called a Catholic Twitter celebrity at least twice in the last two days this weekend, at and I've thrown up in my mouth both times. Gosh, <sighs> everyone at Franciscan is Catholic Twitter famous. That's, that's what I'm saying. Everybody, someone was like, "Oh, look, it's Patrick. It's at Catholic Pet, one of the Catholic Twitter icon." And I'm like, "No, no." Do not scream that in the middle of the cafeteria. People are looking at me weird. We are the new Catholic generation. <laughs> None of them listen to this, so it's like... Well, I don't watch their videos, so it's fine. <laughs> All right. Their videos well, are literally bad. We can do a whole uh, podcast. Ethan, we I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know they can't I know roast your other friends. people in our podcast. Friends, but they need to make better videos. I'm not going to watch an hour-long right. movie review on, the, on silence. I don't have that kind of time. Wait, the video was silent or the movie was silence? This has been The Crunch, episode 20. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Um, if you'd like to donate, please donate to our Patreon page. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, please do. If you want to unfollow us on Twitter, I totally unfollow get it. Patrick, not me. Um, yeah, I get it. Thank you for listening. I'm sorry to be such a downer in today's episode, but yeah, it needed to happen. Chicken soup for the soul. Amen. Um, More like a protein smoothie shake for the soul, actually. I'm trying to end the show. Would you please just be quiet? <laughs> protein shake for we'll the soul. We'll fight after. Golly gee. All right. Please pray for us. That's the name of the podcast. Please pray for us. We will be praying for you. And we will see you on the Twitter. We'll see you on the Twitter. Ah! <laughs> Thank you.